Hey, good morning, guys. Super excited to have you here. We are doing Fellowship of Champions Sunday Celebration from the comfort of my office. Amen. So we're super excited. We've got about a minute. And so we're going to invite you to invite all of your friends to come and join. Let us know when you are on. Amen. Amen. How y'all doing out there? Where y'all watching from? We are watching from Northwest Arkansas. Need looking to see all of our partners on this morning. Super excited to see you. Next week, we hope to add Instagram. And so we'll be able to do it from Instagram. And so just a reminder that if you start a watch party, that watch parties are great. But if you start a watch party, the people on here can't see the communication you're having in your watch party. Just as something to remember, because sometimes people are like, oh, I'm not talking to the other people. Well, if you heard, if you start your own watch party, you can't. Good morning, Caleb. Good morning, Natasha. Good morning, Jim from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Excited to have you. Good morning, Marlo. Um, let's get this thing going. want to just encourage you while you're sitting there just to begin to give God some praise and some thanksgiving. We thank him for this day. We thank him for this technology. How many of you know that this technology is a blessing? to have. I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful that, you know, years ago that Pastor Edwin and I decided that we were going to learn how to use this technology because this technology allows us to be able to impact people that we otherwise could not impact, even allows us to be able to impact our partners that we could not impact otherwise. Um, and so thank you guys so much for joining in. Super excited about the word. We love the word at Fellowship of Champions. How many of you love the word? I absolutely love the word because it has the power to change my life. It lets me know who I really am in God. It helps me to walk in victory, right? So um, we're going to just take just a couple of more minutes. And so, you know, let's just start with Psalms 103. In Psalms 103, it says, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. I got anybody out there who wants to bless his name this morning. Bless his holy name. It says, bless his name and don't forget his benefits. Don't forget his benefits. Amen. There are benefits to being a believer. And so we want to thank him for the benefits of being a believer. There are benefits to being a believer. Amen. And so it says, bless him and don't forget his benefits. I want to encourage you that now is not the time to forget his benefits. Now is not the time for you to cave in and quit. Now is not the time for you to run away and tuck tail and say, woe is me. What are we going to do? He says, bless his name and don't forget his benefits. Don't let anybody talk you out of the benefits of being a believer. It says he heals he, he forgives all of our sin. Amen. He forgives all of our sin. Somebody shout, I'm forgiven. I am forgiven. And then it says, he heals all of our diseases. Somebody says, I say, I am healed. 
See, we don't want to let the world system and we don't want to let religion, we don't want to let any of that talk us out of what God has said about us in our lives. We want to agree with God. We want to come into agreement with God. He says, I am. I forgive all of your sins. He says, I heal all of your diseases, named and unnamed. There is a name that is above every name. It is the name of Jesus. Amen. I got any Jesus lovers out there? He says, I am forgiven. You are forgiven and you are healed. And then he says, and he satisfies you with good. So your youth is renewed new like the eagles. How many of you know that God wants his mark of glory to be on your life? He wants your youth to be renewed like an eagle's and you've got to participate in what he's doing by coming into agreement with him. He says that he satisfies your mouth with good so that your youth is renewed like the eagle's. He says he crowns us with tender mercy and loving kindness. You know all this means, guys? It means that God is a good God. He he is a good God. He's a really, really, really good God. And so right now we're just taking our time to praise him for being a good God. God, I thank you that I am forgiven. I thank you that I am healed. I thank you that you satisfy me with good. I thank you that you renew my youth like the eagles. I thank you that you heal my body. I thank you that you heal my emotions. I thank you that you heal my mind. I thank you that you break every chain of curse and sin and destruction and addiction. I thank you that there is no bondage that I have to be bound to because I have you as my God. I thank you that you don't treat me and judge me based on my wrongdoing, but you see me through the eyes of Jesus. I thank you for that. I thank you for that. Your goodness is good. Hallelujah. Come on and just praise the Lord. You got some clapping emojis, clapping emojis, lifting hands emojis, because you know what? We are the church, and so we may not all be in the same place, but he is still in the midst, and so we just want to offer up some praise to him. Him, tell him how much we thank him. Tell him how much we appreciate him. Tell him how much we honor him. Tell him how much we love him. Tell him how glad we are for his protection. How glad we are for his provision. How glad we are for the wisdom that he's made available to us. Come on and get all of our FOC partners on the line today because we want to be built up in our faith so that we are full of expectation. Amen. Glory to God. Partners, you may notice that there is a pen note there that tells you that we have three easy ways to give. We've expanded our giving platform. Want to encourage you guys, don't back up off of your giving. Listen, I know that people are out here saying all kind of crazy stuff, but I got to tell you this. The Bible says the tithe is holy. And if you look back through the Bible, even in famine, even in drought, people still bring their tithes and offering and God honors them. And you can't let people who don't know that God is supernatural, who just think it's just religion, who just think that we live by the laws of this world, you can't let them get in your head and start to give you bad advice. You got to stand on what you know, that he keeps his word, he honors his word, he provides for his people and there is a difference between the people who walk with him and the people who don't walk with him and this is not the time for you to back up off of your confession, to back up off of your giving, to back up off of your fasting, to back up off of your prayer, to back up off of taking communion. This is the time for you to press in so that you can be 
be light. So there will be provision in your house so you can be a blessing to other people. Because I want you to know, you tithers and you givers out there, that God is going to use you in this time to be a blessing to people. That even when people are running out, that God is going to cause you to increase. And you're going to be able to satisfy them and to be a blessing to them and let them know that God is good and that God's system of provision supersedes what the world is doing. Now we're praying over our government and we're believing for supernatural help and assistance and wisdom to be released. But I want you to know that you have a father in heaven that is well able to provide for you, which is why when they asked Jesus how to pray, he said, when you pray, pray thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Everybody in heaven has enough provision and you are a citizen of the kingdom of heaven and you have to begin to set your expectation to see what God said. Amen. Amen. So I just wanted to remind you of that. And listen, I want to, I got an exciting word for you today. It's called operating in the presence and power of God. This is not the time for you to punk out. This is not the time for you to cave in. This is not the time for you to say, oh my God, what we go do, how we going to make it. This is the time for you to get in the presence of the Lord and hear what God is saying and operate in according to what God is saying and see the supernatural be done in your life. Amen. Let me just take a breath. Listen, I'm just excited about the word. I'm excited about the faithfulness of God. He is faithful. He has proven he is faithful. This may be new to us, but it is not new to God. I need somebody to agree with me on that. How many of you know that? That this may be new to you, but it is not new to God. Go ahead and share that video. Want to get all of our partners online. Want to encourage you to get your Bible. I'm going to pray and then we're going to get in the word. But I just want to ask you again, how many of you know this may be new to you, but it is not new to God. And God has a plan for your victory. Amen. Nothing catches God off guard. Amen. 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 Nothing catches God off of guard. And so I'm going to be challenging you in our time together today. And we want to welcome all our first time visitors. If this is your first time visit, if you're a first time visitor, go ahead and raise your little hand. Listen, you glad you're not at church today. Today we don't have you stand up and look at your outfit. But if this is your first time visiting Fellowship of Champions, we want to welcome you and we encourage you to join us um, every Sunday that we're here. And then if you live in Northwest Arkansas, to come and join us in live and in person. Because if you think we hype when it's just me here, when the praise team comes in. When Chandra comes in and does prayer, man, we're just so excited. We have Paul here, Joseph Paul, who is a first-time visitor. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We're super excited to have you all, and we believe that the supernatural power of God is going to visit you right where you are. Give me just a second. I want to share this video on my own page, so give me just a second, amen, and then we're going to get into the Word. Amen. All right. We got that taken care of. Okay. So I want to talk to you before I get into the meat of the message. I want to talk to you 
about, you know, if you know, if you follow me on social media, you know I do this thing about your thinking, feeling cycle, and I talk to you about how important it is for you to manage your thought life. So before we pray, I just want to drop this here because I think it's a very important thing. I want to encourage you as you are studying your Bible and as you are keeping up on social media and as you are keeping up with the media, that you do not allow people who do not understand the grace of a of the dispensation of the New Testament, the new covenant that we are under to put you in fear and terror regarding God. Amen. I know that in the Old Testament, we see a lot of the wrath of God. We see that God will wipe out people. We see those things done. But I need you to know that when Jesus went to the cross, that God poured out all of his wrath on Jesus. That means that we have a new and better covenant. Under this new and better covenant, God sees us as he sees Jesus. Praise God. Anybody thankful for that? And so as a result, it is um, incomplete to look at Old Testament judgments, to look at Old Testament plagues, and then to begin to blame those things on God. You need to understand that in the beginning, God gave authority to Adam and Eve. He gave authority to mankind. He gave authority to mankind because it was his desire that humanity would partner with him to spread heaven all across the world. Eden was a representation of, of heaven. He creates Adam and Eve, puts them in heaven, and tell, uh, in Eden, which is a representation of heaven, and says, basically, do what you've seen me do. You're going to see that Jesus does the same thing. He says to Jesus, Jesus does the same thing. He says, I only do what I see the Father doing. And so what happened is that the enemy, in order to get authority in the world, he had to give the people, get the people with authority to give him their authority. That's what he did with sin. When he got Adam and Eve to go against what God was saying, because they were trying to be what they already were. He says to Eve, he says, hey Eve, if you eat this, you'll be like God. But she was already created in the image of God. Amen. This is really important for us to understand. So as a result of their disobedience, sin gets access into the earth realm, right? And sin gets access into the earth realm. But turn and tell your neighbor, God still had a plan. God still had a plan because the Bible says that before the earth, before the earth was formed, before the foundation of the earth, the Lamb of God was slain. That means that because God knew He gave humanity choice, He had to have a way to reconcile us back because you need to know it didn't have to be Adam and Eve that blew it. It could have been you. And so he had to have a way. And so it had already been predestined and predetermined that in the event that mankind ever chose to sin, that God would send Jesus to reconcile us. Somebody shout reconciliation. So in the fullness of time is what the Bible says, through prophetic words, through all of these different things, then Jesus comes to the earth realm. He comes to Mary, through Mary, by the power of the Holy Ghost. You're going to hear me talking more and more and more about how important it is for us to be aware of the presence of the Holy Ghost. Jesus could not get into the earth without the Holy Ghost. You 
you will walk on and you will find that Jesus did not do any miracles until he was baptized by John the Baptist and the Holy Ghost came and dwelt on him like a dove. You will find that when Jesus got up out of the grave, that it was the power of the Holy Ghost that got him up out of the grave. You will find in John 20 that when Jesus goes to see his disciples, he says to them, peace be still. And then he says, receive ye the Holy Ghost. You will find that he says before he leaves, go to Jerusalem and wait for the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So what happened is, is that Jesus becomes the full penalty. He takes the full brunt of mankind's sin so that God through Jesus can reconcile us back to his original intent, which is for us to co-create with him, which is for us to release heaven into the earth. It is very important that you don't get pulled into these discussions and get caught up in God is doing this, using something out of 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, using different plagues of God to say that this is what God is doing now. God ain't mad no more. And let's be honest, if God was mad and if God wanted to get the world, who go stop him? Who go check God, boo? God is not against us. God is for us. God is the one. It was his idea. John 3 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his son. Now you think about yourself as a parent. Would you give your son for some people that you didn't have intention of reconciling? Absolutely not. Most of us wouldn't give our kid for some people we did want to reconcile. God is not against us. I love it. 2 Corinthians 5 and 18, it says, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. Amen. So we don't want to get pulled in to talking about this is the wrath of God. The wrath of God has been satisfied through Jesus. Say somebody say through Jesus. I got to take a sip of water. Say through Jesus. Now this is still just the warm up guys. You say, well, why do we still have sin, Pastor Sean? Why do we have sin? That's a good question because we still have, for, for a time period, the enemy still has access in the world, which is why Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy, that first work being the breach between man and God. And now God is looking for some people that will stand up and take their rightful place. Are you one? God is looking for some people who will allow themselves to steward the presence of God so that when darkness shows up in the earth, we not running around talking about, oh my God, what we going to do? How we going to make it? We need Jesus to come back. We are standing up saying, as Jesus is in the world, so are we. So we do what the Bible tells us to do. Amen? Now, now that we've clarified that, Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the written word and we thank you the word that became flesh, Jesus, Yeshua, the Messiah. We thank you that because of Jesus, we have been reconciled back to you and we have free access to the Holy Ghost. 
We thank you that the Holy Ghost is our teacher, is our advocate, is our instructor, and is our power source. We thank you, Holy Spirit, and we invite you to come now and make this word plain to us and bring us into agreement with heaven. We thank you that every time the word goes forth, that signs, wonders, and miracles shall follow. So we speak even now healing over the people of God over sickness and disease, over anxiety and stress, over every form of bondage, and we declare that we are in position, we are aligning ourselves in agreement to do what you have called us to do in this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, I want to tell you, if you have not never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, today is the day to do it because all of this stuff I'm talking about, all of this dominion, all of this hosting the presence of God, all of this standing in dominion, all of this speaking to sickness and see it bow, it starts with accepting Jesus as your personal Savior. Jesus is more than just a good man. Jesus is more than just a prophet. Jesus is the Savior of the world, and through him, we are reconciled back to God. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And if you have never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, you can do it right now. What do you have to do? The Bible is clear. You've got to believe in your heart that you are a sinner in need of a Savior. And then you need to acknowledge that Jesus was sent on behalf of the Father to bring you back into relationship with God. You need to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. And then you are saved. Now, a lot of other people will tell you a lot of other stuff you got to do to be saved. But we are not saved by works. We are saved by receiving the gift, the gift of Jesus. Now, after we get saved, God wants to fill us with the Holy Spirit. Why? He wants to fill us with the Holy Spirit so that the gift that Jesus has given us in identity, the Holy Spirit can give us in character. Amen. So Jesus makes us righteous. The Holy Spirit's job is then to conform us so that our character is also righteous. The reason that we've had so many believers who spent their life, they love Jesus, but they still in bondage, still subject to every kind of oppression, depression, possession, subject to every kind of addiction, sexual sin, all kind of stuff. is because we haven't had enough teaching that says that what Jesus did in identity, come on, that God, uh, the, through the Holy Spirit, does in character. And I want to tell you this. There is no bondage. There is no sickness. There is no disease. There is no addiction. There is no confusion. There is no issue that the Holy Ghost is not big enough to handle. He is the power source. And this is the time to plug in. Amen. Yes, this is the time to plug in. Now, the Holy Spirit is in us for us. Amen. But the Holy Spirit is on us for others. The Holy Spirit is in us for us. Now, this is what I say all the time. The Holy Spirit is in me. That's why I don't cuss you out. It's not because I don't want to cuss you out. It's not because you ain't never done nothing to get on my nerves. It's because he's in me and he constrains me. But he is on me. He is on me to do the works of the Father. So he's in me for constraint and he's on me to impact the world. Amen. 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 So we don't just want to have the Holy Spirit in us. We want him on us so we can do the works of Jesus. And many of us grew up in denominations where they told us it didn't take all of that. That if you had Jesus, you didn't need the Holy Ghost. They were wrong. 
Then there were other denominations that taught if you just spoke in tongues that that was enough. That's not it. We are called to do some works. We're gonna. We're called to do some works because I want to activate you into your rightful place. I want to bring you out of this place of just sitting back, letting life passively happen, and I want to activate you into the power of God that is oper that wants to operate in your life. Let me tell you what I want us to do in this teaching today. I want us to move past theology and revelation to experience. You hear me? I want us to move. We we read that Jesus heals. We read these things. We read them. We, we make these declarations. But I am inviting us to go past revelation. Many of us are super excited because we can quote a lot of scriptures. Praise God for being able to quote a lot of scriptures. I'm not talking about just being able to quote the scriptures. I'm talking about being able to do the works that we were sent to do. You see the difference in that? We get really excited. We got a bunch of notebooks that's real anointed. We got a bunch of translations. We know the Hebrew. We know the Greek. We know all of that. Now I'm talking about power. Can somebody say power? I am talking about the power that comes from the presence of God because you were not called just to be a victim of life. You weren't even just called to just be a believer and live a good life for yourself. There is some works that you are called to do. There are some things that God wants to do in the earth through you. And so I want to invite you to go beyond the stories. I want you to go beyond just being able to quote the Bible. I want you to be go beyond be three translations of this and four translations of that. And I want you to begin to press for the power to begin to say, I need the power of God operating in my life. I've been bound long enough. I've watched people around me be bound long enough. I've been broke long enough. I've been sick long enough. I've been depressed long enough. People around me are in the same situation. So Holy Ghost, I need the power. Amen. 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 So let's get into some scripture. Let's get into some scripture. Amen. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. Now, what I'm submitting to you, what I'm submitting to you is that God wants to bring us to a place where we so practice the presence of God that we begin to do more miracles on accident than we ever did on purpose. That's the thing I've been sitting around for about three weeks. God wants to so have us aware of the presence of God that we begin to do more miracles on accident than we ever did on, on purpose. What do I mean by that? I mean that you become so aware of the presence of God that you hug somebody who is struggling with depression and depression breaks off of them because you're so aware of the presence of God on you that the presence of God on you breaks it off of them. Not because you prayed for them for 30 minutes, not because you anointed them with oil, but because you are a carrier of the presence of God. Amen. Amen, that you begin to speak words, that you begin to put posts on Facebook, and because you're so aware of the presence of God, that when people read that post, that something supernatural happens to them. Listen, years ago, we were. this is when we used to drive back and forth to Conway to church, and this one particular morning, the Lord said to me, he said, I want you to post something on social media for me. I want you to say that I am healing people's shoulders. And so I said, it, it felt real crazy to me because at that time, 
from what I knew was, hey, you lay hands on the sick, and then, you know, and so I didn't know that, you know, I, I at that time, I wasn't thinking of you can send the word. And so I said, I actually said it on the post. I said, this is going to sound real, real crazy. I said, but I feel like the Lord just told me that he wants to heal people's shoulders. And so I had so many people send me messages, including someone who professed to be an atheist, to say, I literally read your post, and as I read your post, my shoulder got hot, and I could I had not been able to lift my shoulder over my over my head for a period of years, but it got hot and it began to tingle, and I could lift my shoulder up. I had motion in my shoulder I had not had in years. We want to be so sensitive to what God is doing that God could use a Facebook post to release healing. He could use your Facebook post to cast out a devil. He could use your Facebook post to cleanse the leper because that is the work that we are called to do. And it so blessed me to see that the power of God was available that even someone who didn't believe in them, who who's still now coming around, has now having experiences. God wants people to have experiences. This was never just just supposed to be cute stories. This was supposed to go beyond vacation Bible school and red punch and good cookies. This is supposed to be the power that transforms lives, heaven on earth, operating through you and I in the name of Jesus. Amen. Anybody hungry for that? Anybody? We got to get hungry for it. Why? Because he says, if you are hungry and thirsty, I will fill you. And when you begin to understand that you are a carrier of the presence of God, can I mess with you just a little bit right now? When you begin to understand that you are a carrier of the presence of God, you will stop saying anything on social media. You will stop using your words any kind of way. You would not dare say, we don't know what we go do. I don't know if we go make it. This virus is going to take us out. 2020 is a wrap. There is no way you would say that because you would be looking to see what heaven is saying and you would be saying, but we still go recover because God has not forgotten us and we're still well able to take the land because God has not forgotten us and the Holy Spirit is operating on the inside of us and something on the inside of us ought to get aggravated that there is a virus flowing through that we don't know what to do nothing about. Somebody ought to say, God, you got to do something else. There, there there's got to be something else. I know they don't have a cure, but heaven has a cure. Listen, I listen, listen. You just listen. I just believe the word. I just believe the word. Something in us ought to get aggravated and activated because we're like, wait a minute. How, how in the world Jesus take 39 stripes? How in the world did Jesus take 39 stripes and you telling me doctors don't have a cure? They might not have a cure yet, but I'm carrying a cure and it is the Holy Ghost. And the challenge is that we have too many believers that don't actually believe the Bible. You believe in going to heaven, but you don't believe in the reality of pulling heaven into the earth. So you think that your limit, that you think our solutions are based on what doctors can do. Thank God for doctors. Ain't nobody against doctors. Thank God for doctors. But this work that God has called us into, it is this work of a supernatural lifestyle. So let me take you a step further. The supernatural ought to be natural for the believer. The supernatural ought to be natural for the believer. Now you say, come on, let's walk the word. I knew somebody was going to say, let's walk the word. Let's walk the word. Let's look at Matthew 10 and 8. 
Let's look at Matthew 10 and 8. And I know some of you are like, well, I prayed for somebody and they didn't get healed. Let me tell you something. You have got to get to the point that you would rather fail going after what God said than get satisfied and nothing happened. You got to get to the point that you would rather fail. You would rather look stupid. You would rather look like an idiot. See, when they told us Jordan wouldn't talk, we looked like an idiot to all of the people who thought that we should just accept that she shouldn't talk. Except that we read in the Bible that he opened the mouths. He opened the mouths of people who couldn't talk. So if he opened them then, he's still opening them that now. We would not settle for the best, best earth had to offer. So we had to go pull something down that was supernatural. That's why you can't never talk me out of my faith. That's why you can never convince me he's not a healer. I've seen him heal. I've seen him deliver. I got a 15 year old over there right now that is on grade level in school that they told us had a cognitive disorder and she was never going to be able to function normally. But the devil is a lie because I believe heaven over God. And what I'm trying to do is raise up some people that believe heaven over the earth realm, not over God. My bad, but you know what I'm saying. That you believe heaven, you believe God over what the earth realm has to say. And many of us have been so indoctrinated in going to churches with no power. You had a, a sick and shut in list that stays sick and shut in. People on a sick and shut in list for 15 years. Don't nobody get aggravated by that and say, wait a minute. This is not the work that Jesus called us to do. Now let's look at Matthew 10 and 8. Matthew 10 and 8. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. He is talking to his disciples who are not yet saved. And he says to them, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. Freely you have received, now freely give. And he gives them power. He gives them the Holy Ghost. He gives them the Holy Ghost. And then they go out and do the miracles. At this point, they are not saved, but they are carrying the Holy Ghost. Now, we have a better covenant than they had because they weren't saved, but we are saved. We are saved and then the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. I love this, this Passion Translation. It says, you must continually bring healing to the lepers and to those who are sick. Make it your habit. Make it your habit to break off the demonic presence for people. Make it your habit. That means what I'm reading right here is that miracles ought not be, oh, the last time we had a miracle was 15 years ago, or we couldn't get a miracle unless we went to a healing campaign. It ought to be, make it a habit. Make it a habit. Somebody say, make it a habit. Make it a habit. But do you know I cannot make it a habit if I am consumed, if I am terrified, if I don't believe that God is bigger than. He says, make it a habit. Do it daily. Now, in John 20 and 22, this is after the resurrection and he finds his disciples hiding like many of us are hiding right now. He comes in the room and he says, peace be still, peace be unto you. And then he says, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Why? Because he's letting us know that what God desires to do in our life, that just like he needed the Holy Ghost, we need the Holy Ghost. Say, I need the Holy Ghost. Can you understand why the enemy 
would work so hard to create religious institutes that did not believe the Holy Ghost was necessary because without honoring and representing the Holy Ghost, there is no power to come against his darkness. He says, make it a habit. Then let's go to Mark 16. Mark 16. This is a scripture. Hallelujah. Come on and give God some praise. Come on and give God some praise. We're activating some warriors. We're activating some people that are not afraid of sickness and disease because they know they carry the one that is bigger than every sickness and every disease. We're looking for some people that are willing to push back darkness. We're looking for some people that expect to carry the presence of God when they walk in the store. We're looking for some people that's willing to pray for their street, pray for their town, pray for the schools, pray for their country, pray for the world. We're looking for some people that are not afraid of sinking because we know the Holy Ghost is the power source. That same power that raised Jesus from the dead is on the inside of us. See, right now, you know, we got a lot of people, we having to rub them on the back. Girl, you go make it. No, girl, you have already overcome. Thanks be to God who has given us the victory and he is looking for some people that will stand up and stand in power. Somebody shout power. Somebody shout power. In Mark 16, 15 through 19, he says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. Preach the gospel. You need to know what the gospel is because the gospel is not just you will go to heaven. The gospel is heaven has come to earth. Through the Lord Jesus Christ, heaven and earth have been reconnected and heaven has come to earth and it wants to come through you. Heaven is looking to come through you. Can you be used as a door? Can you be an embassy that heaven can come through? Let's look at Luke 4. We just walk in the word a little bit. We just walk in a little the word. We gonna come back to Mark 15, but I gotta show you what this gospel is. Y'all need to share this video. We got too many believers walking around scared. We got too many believers worrying about stuff. And when God has already told us, I got you. I got you. Now I need you to get full of this power so that literally sickness and disease must bow. Not because you laying on your face all day, but because you're just so full of the power. You're just so full of the power. And I know, listen, this is the thing that's fascinating to me. It don't bother me when heathens don't believe this. I don't expect heathens to believe in my God. But it is problematic to me when people who go to church every week don't believe in the power of God. Well, it, well, if it's his will. Well, if you read this word, it'll tell you what the will is. Read the word. And can I tell you something else? Jesus has got to be the example. I need you to hear me. I need you to hear me good. The example cannot be that your big mama loved the Lord and she still died of cancer. The example cannot be that your church didn't never have no miracles. The example cannot be the four people that you know who died from disease. Jesus must be the example. Jesus said, they said that when Jesus touched the sick, he healed them all. We should press to do what Jesus said. You cannot let a 
setback, something that you did not understand, something that did not work out the way that you thought it would work out, back you up off of the promises of God, we still need to go after the all. We must not be satisfied with a world that doesn't know the presence and power of God. Too many of you, you've made your big mama, you made your pastor, you made somebody that messed up, you've made them the example. Jesus is the only example. So when I see what he does and he told me I could do what he did, I stop listening to people who tell me I can't do what he did. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't know what they're talking about. Let's go to Luke 4. Woo, glory to God. Bible says that Jesus preached in the synagogue in Luke 4 because we're talking about what this gospel is. It says the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. So what he's talking about is this good news is something that helps the poor whatever your poverty is. Did you hear what I said? This good news that heaven has now invaded earth is this news that God has come to deal with your poverty, whatever your poverty is. He says he has anointed me to preach this good news to the poor. So that tells us we're not supposed to be out here using fear tactics to try to get people saved. You don't see Jesus running around here telling these people, if you don't live right, you're going to go to hell. What you see Jesus doing is releasing heaven so that then people say, what must I do to be saved? We've had to use fear tactics because we've lacked power. We've had to try to scare people into heaven because we haven't known how to set them free from hell. But change is coming. It is time to release the power of God so that people go, wait a minute, how did you do that? Wait a minute, who is this God that you're talking about? Oh, he is different than Mohammed. Oh, he is different from Baal. Oh, there, some, talk to me about this God right here. We were never supposed to scare people into heaven. That's not the tactic. The Bible says it's the goodness of God that draws people to repentance. The goodness of God. We've had to use fear as a technique because we weren't operating in power. Amen. He says, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and to preach deliverance to the captives. I want to speak to whoever feels like they're in captivity today. Captivity is not your portion. Captivity is not your lot. I don't care how long you've been bound. I don't care how long you have struggled. There is a power of God that will release you. It is available to you and by faith, you ought to take it right now. You ought to take it right now. I'm not going to be bound anymore. Holy Ghost, come and blow this bondage up. And see, sometimes we don't don't ask the Holy Spirit to blow the bondage up is because he's going to do what John 15 says. He's going to prune us. That means he has to help us break up with some of the things we love that keep bondage. Oh, we don't want to talk about that, huh? See, there are some things that we do and say and participate in that help us stay in bondage. But when the Holy Ghost comes, he wants to come and begin to separate us from those things, change our thinking, change our, change our mindset so that we give up the things that are keeping us in bondage. Amen. Many of you are sitting in jails right now, but the door has already been unlocked. Jesus unlocked the door. 
Jesus has unlocked the door. The question is, are you willing to give up? Are you willing to give up that anger? Are you willing to give up that depression? Are you willing to give up that fornication? I know we live in a town where everybody is getting it in right now and we don't think there are any standards, but are you willing to allow Jesus to free you so that you can have what he says? Because there is a power to free you and we've done a disservice by not teaching people there is a power source. There is a power source. There is no bondage. There is no depression. There is no oppression. There is no sickness. There is no torment that is bigger than our God. And that's what the church needs to be saying. And not only do we need to be saying it, we need to be demonstrating it. I love it. One of the ladies in our church, I asked them to share testimonies and she said that she was really struggling with suicidal ideation. And she said that this couple in our church, Cam and Erica, laid hands on her. And since they laid hands on her, she has not struggled with suicide. I want you to know, I thank God for counselors. I'm a certified life coach. I have a master's in sports psychology, but I want to tell you something. There is something that is more powerful than strategy and it is the power of God. There is something, see, counselors, coaches, we can help you manage. And thank God for management. Thank God for management. But I want you to know that God invites you to something greater than managing your demons, managing your struggle, managing your torment, that there is power to be free. Somebody say there's power to be free. I need you to say it. I need you to open up your mouth and say there is power to be free. There is power to be free. We've got to get uncomfortable with the level of bondage that people are walking around in, including you. You got to get uncomfortable with that bondage. That's not your real life. Amen. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. So however your heart got broke, your daddy wasn't there, your mama didn't treat you right, you got divorced, you didn't expect it, you had an abortion. However, whatever broke your heart, there is power to heal your heart. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of the sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now I don't have time to teach that because that's not the part I'm talking about. But you need to understand that when he is talking about this acceptable year of the Lord, he is talking about Jubilee, which used to only come every seven years. But Jesus said what used to only be available every seven years is now available every moment of every Every day because I have come carrying it. There is power to be free. Now let's go back to Mark. Let's go back to Mark. So you got to get in your Bibles. You've got to let this word preach to you. You've got to let it become alive to you. Go ahead and share this video with somebody. Go ahead and you, if you know somebody right now that you're believing for their healing, you ought to text them and you ought to say, we have come into agreement for your healing. We are believing God for the supernatural power to visit you right where you are. Touch your life. But what if don't nothing happen? But what if something does? And we have been so afraid that something wouldn't happen that we didn't give God a chance to do something. My God. He says in Mark 16, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. What? You ain't got to be bound no more. You ain't got to be sick no more. You ain't got to be brokenhearted no more. You don't have to be poor anymore. You don't have to be addicted anymore. Preach the gospel, not hellfire and brimstone, not you going to hell. Preach the gospel. Preach this gospel that's too good to be true gospel so that people go, who is this Jesus y'all are talking about? And then he that believeth is baptized and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them. What's following you, people of God? 
These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils and they shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. Now this is not for y'all to be out here playing with no snakes. This serpent is talking about these spiritual principalities. He says, they shall take up serpents and if you drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt you. You shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now that's what my Bible says. Did y'all Bible say something else? My Bible says, there are some signs that ought to follow me. And so that tells me that I got to be uncomfortable if ain't no signs following me. Is this making sense to you? Because this is what the Bible says. It says, these signs shall follow them that believe. There ought to be some signs. There ought to be a difference between me and you. He didn't just say you should be a good person. He didn't just say you should wear a WWJD bracelet and a WWJD shirt, a t-shirt that says faith and a t-shirt that says blessed. He says there ought to be some signs that follow. There ought to be some signs that follow. Now, is that what y'all Bible said? That's what my Bible says. My, that's what my Bible says. Stop watering down the word for your experience. I love it. Pastor Ellen says, all things are possible to those who believe. What do you believe? Hear me. Hear me. Let me insert this because this is important. I am not asking you to beat yourself up if you haven't had these signs following. This is not the time for you to be like, oh my God, I messed up. Oh my God, I don't. Listen, this, this ain't what this is about. This is the time for you to say, you know what? Hey, I, I read this. I want that God. This ain't the time for you to beat yourself up. This ain't the time for you to get mad because of what they didn't teach you at your church. Because the truth of it is, a lot of y'all blaming y'all pastors for what you didn't learn. You ain't read your Bible. So you can't be mad at them. They didn't teach you, but you didn't try to learn. But now what you can say is, wait a minute. Wait, did you say it's some signs that ought to follow me? All right, God, how I get that? Because that's what I need in my life. It says, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. I'm, so I need to be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I'm going to let Pastor Edwin teach y'all about that because he can walk y'all through. Because some of y'all is going to argue about that because you're more afraid of the Holy Ghost than how the devil beats the hell out of you. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. They shall recover. So that means there has to be something that gets stared on the inside of me that I will learn how to steward the presence of God until I see and they shall recover. This means that I have to get hungry enough that instead of sitting around talking about how bored I am, that maybe I'm bored because I'm not doing the works that Jesus called me to do. Maybe I'm aggravated. Maybe I'm frustrated. Maybe I'm stressed out. Maybe I'm depressed because I'm not actually doing the works that I'm called to do. Because in Daniel, he says, they that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Maybe you bored because you ain't really doing what you was created to do. Heal the sick, raise the dead, um, cleanse the lepers, cast out devils, speak with new tongues. If any deadly thing touch you, it shall not harm you that that thing lay hands on the sick and see them recover maybe that's really why you bored because you were born for the supernatural and you are settling for something that you were not born for let's just keep walking this word let's just keep walking this word 
Hallelujah. And then I'm going to give y'all five steps and we're going to get on out of here. Is this blessing anybody? If this is blessing you, how many of you are being ignited? How many of you are being ignited? I do not want you to be comfortable just going to church. I do not want you to just be comfortable quoting scriptures and wearing cute Jesus t-shirts. I want you to be comfortable in your right place, releasing heaven on the earth. I want people to know that if you pray for them, something will happen. I want you to know that if you pray, something will happen because you have made yourself a vessel that the Holy Spirit can operate through, that the Holy Spirit can fit you like a glove and he can say, we're going to go into this dark situation and be light. We are going to go in this situation of bondage and produce freedom because that is what we are created to do. The church was never created to just hide in a building and don't nothing happen. We are supposed to go to church, get ignited and go out and change the world. I've got to tell you this because what we have done is that we have made good works what we can do in our human capacity. I want you to know that the good works that God has invited us to, they are not just works we can do in our human capacity. Yes, we thank God for people who create hearing aids, but God told us to heal the deaf. You see what I'm saying? We have to get hungry for what God is saying. We have to get hungry for what God is saying. I want to just give you some kind of practical ways you can do it. One, you need to begin to declare over yourself every day, sickness cannot come near me because this is the embassy of heaven. This is the place where the Holy Ghost dwells. Know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the living God? There has to be something on the inside of you. I watch so many believers that when the that when you start to feel like you're sick in your body, you start talking about how sick you are and how many symptoms you have and how your chest is hurting. But the Bible says that when we are weak, we should say that we are strong. What should you do practically? Let's say you have some symptoms in your body right now. This is what you should do practically. I'm, can I help you? Can I help you? You should turn off the TV and turn on the healing scriptures. I, we've taught our kids that since they were three or four years old. You sitting up here watching scandal reruns and your body is being beat up by sickness and disease. Turn that off. And y'all know I love scandal when it was on. But you have to know that when the enemy is coming against your body, that what you do is you use the weapon of the word and you begin to open up your Bible and say, I read that he healed all of my sickness and disease. So I declare by faith that I am healed. Now, what some of you say is that's ignoring the facts. That is not ignoring the facts. That is making the facts become subject to the truth. The facts may be that your nose is stuffy. The facts may be that your chest is congested. The facts may be that you have these physical ailments, but the truth the truth is that Jesus died on the cross for your healing. Surely he has borne. Surely he's born. By his stripes, we are healed. And because no one has taught us to get out of, we, listen, there, listen, there's a time, there's a time to have fun. I stayed up the other night to three o'clock watching movies and stuff, but I'm telling you, you've got to learn that when the enemy is coming for your body, that you need to begin to raise up the standard of the word, but you can't raise up a standard that you don't know. And then you got to understand that people will get mad at you. And then what they'll say, is, well, everybody gets sick. Now, all y'all get sick. We don't get sick over here. Why? How, Pastor John, how can you say we don't get sick? Did y'all read in y'all Bibles? Because I'm talking about Bibles. Bibles. 
I'm talking about what the Bible says, not what your friends say, not what Big Mama say. Did you read in your Bibles that for 40 years that the children of Israel walked in the wilderness? They're wandering in the wilderness in a place they're not even supposed to be in. But while they're there, that God is with them. He is feeding them. Their clothes are not wearing out. And the Bible says there was no sick among them. So you mean to tell me a people who did not have God dwelling on the inside of them were able to live with 40 years with no sick among them and we got the whole Holy Ghost, and every time sickness shows up, we scared we go get it. It ought not be so. It ought not be so. Hallelujah. Shout right now, I'm healed. Shout right now, I'm free from sickness and disease. Shout right now, Jesus is free to do what he does in my body. I love it. We taught our kids when they were really young. To say, Jesus is our flu shot. Jordan was at school the other day. She tells her teacher, you ain't got to be panicked. You ain't got to be stressed out. Jesus is your flu shot. He'll take good care of you. You have to have an understanding of that. You got to understand that spiritual things are spiritual things. So I take the word and I put the word on my situation and I make my situation bow to the word. That's why Pastor Ellen posted the scripture earlier that says all things are possible to those who believe. Jesus, when the man comes to Jesus and his eyes are blinded, he says to Jesus, these two men, he says, can you do anything? And Jesus says, can you believe anything? And then they say, we believe. He says, then become what you believe. You will always become what you believe. Now hear me again. Hear me again. Say, we not beating ourselves up. This is not beating ourselves up. This is not no beat yourself up sermon. This is, once we know truth, we must choose to agree with truth. Do you see what I'm saying? Once we know truth, we must choose to agree with truth. That means, this is the part I've been saying to our church and my relentless mindset group. I want to tell y'all this and then we got to get out of here. I want to tell you this, that some of you need to learn to be quiet. Because in pressure situations, you don't agree with God. You've got to discipline yourself to be quiet because if, when it looks like there's not enough money, you talk about how broke you are. When it looks like something is going wrong, you talk about how sick you are. You have got to learn to be quiet until you can find a word and agree with God. As believers, we don't just say anything because we know our words have power. And can I tell you something else? We don't listen to people who say it don't matter because they don't know. They don't know. Once we know the truth, we have to agree with God. That means we have to get the discipline. We have to allow the Holy Ghost to discipline us to be quiet and then come into agreement with God. I want to tell y'all a testimony and then I want to give y'all two scriptures and some steps and then we'll be out of here. All right. You know, when I almost 20 years ago, after I had Chase, I got real sick. Because I'm talking to you about letting faith trump what's happening. One, faith starts where the will of God is known. So I got to know what God is saying. That's why I need the Holy Ghost. So you need the Holy Ghost because you got to know what God is saying. The reason so many people are tossed to and from is because you don't have a partnership with the Holy Spirit. So you don't actually know what God is saying about a situation. About three months after I had Chase, I started to get real, real sick. And I, had, and I was rushed to the emergency room. When I went to the emergency room the first time, they told me that they needed to take out my gallbladder. 
as they were telling me they needed to take out my gallbladder, the Holy Spirit said, do not let them do surgery on you. So now I got a dilemma. I have a professional right here telling me that they need to take out my gallbladder. I have the Holy Spirit saying, do not let them take out your gallbladder. Well, listen, if I ever got to choose between a man and God, I'm always going to pick God. That's just the facts. I figure he know me better than anybody. So it gets better for a couple of days, maybe a couple of weeks or so. I end up having to go to the emergency room again. I go to the emergency room again. They tell me the exact same thing. Ma'am, we need to take out your gallbladder. Lord, are you sure they don't need to take out my gallbladder? He's like, no, do not let them take out your gallbladder. So now the people who love me, including my husband, because they're concerned because of the pain I'm in. When this thing would hit, I literally could be standing in my kitchen. I would just fall down on the floor. And, and he was like, babe, are you sure? Are you sure you just don't want to have... Are you sure that you just aren't afraid to have surgery? No, babe, I'm sure. The Holy Spirit told me don't let them have don't don't let them do this surgery. So this one particular day, we're at the church and we're working on the building, me and my friend Shantae. There's a hospital right across the street at the time, and the pain happens, and I fall down on the ground. And the Holy Spirit says to me, He says, I we were in Fayetteville. He says, Don't go to that emergency room. He says, I want you to go to the emergency room in Springdale. When you go to the emergency room in Springdale, do not tell them you have been to the doctor. For this before. So I go, we, I say, I say, I know it don't make sense, but the Holy Spirit said, let's go to Springdale instead of the hospital across the street. We go there to the hospital and the doctor comes in, he does the examination and he says, we got to take your gallbladder out. So I turn my face to the wall. He says, we got to do it today. He, and he says, it's getting worse. I turn my face to the wall and I say, Lord, I am certain that you told me that I did not, that you did not want me to have this surgery. I need some help. He goes out. He comes back in. He says, hey, by any chance, did you have a baby in the last six months? I said, yes, my son is about three months old. And he says to me, I know exactly what's wrong with you. He says, sometimes in labor, your intestines can turn and it can create the same kind of pain that looks like a gallbladder. He says, here's what we go do. He said, I want you to take some citrus cell and it'll be gone in a week. What? So I tell him how many times I've been to the doctor. And he says to me, he says, ma'am, even if we had taken your gallbladder out, it wouldn't have fixed your pain. We left there, went and got the citrus cell. I took citrus cell for two days and 20 years later, I have never had that pain again. Because God gave that doctor a word of knowledge regarding my situation. But had I not been listening to the Holy Spirit, I would have done what the experts said and still been in pain. Anybody hearing me? There's nothing wrong with listening to people. I tell my clients, my clients get mad at me sometimes. They're like, Pastor Sean, what do you want me to do? What did God say? Because it's not my job to tell you what heaven is saying. So what I'm trying to say something to you and try to cut. Oh, I thought we was losing the video. You God wants you to be able to hear him with such crystal clear clarity that even if a council of experts stood in front of you, you would be like, no, that's not what the Holy Spirit said. That's why in Matthew 13, Mark 4 and Luke 8, it says anytime you can see, hear and understand, you will be converted 
hurting and healed. My prayer for you is that you will begin to sit and become aware of his presence. That you will begin to ask him questions. What do you want me to do with this? This is what they're saying about my job. This is what they're saying about my child. This is what they're saying about my marriage. This is what they're saying about my health. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? What are you saying? Because he is the expert. I thank God for the wisdom, for the natural wisdom that people have. But I'm trying to get you to understand that there is a superior wisdom and it is the wisdom from heaven. See, doctors are just practicing. Coaches, we're just practicing. Teachers, they're just practicing. But how many of you know we have a comforter who knows all things? And the Bible says, here's the scripture we want to end with before I give you these steps. In 2 Corinthians, the first, the, in 2 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. Let's go there. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter. And we go get on out of here. How many of you have been blessed by that? And I want you to know this. People think you're crazy when you live that way. I, I see I owe you to tell you they think you flat foot crazy when you live that way and they say to you it don't take all of that but let me ask you a question why would you believe it don't take all that from people who don't have all that why would you let somebody who don't know healing and deliverance tell you it don't take all that for healing and deliverance how, how, why would you let somebody who's never seen supernatural debt release tell you it don't take all of that? Why would you let somebody who don't tie tell you that God don't provide? Why would you let somebody who doesn't know your God like you know your God? I literally know people who have been healed from all manner of stuff. People who've been healed from cancer. People who have been healed from HIV. I know two people who got the diagnosis from HIV and then they had to come back years later and tell them we cannot find it in your blood. Why? Because Man says it's not curable, but God never said that. He says all things are possible to those who believe. Let's look at 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians. I want to start with verse 8. We don't usually start with verse 8, but I want to start there. I want to start, uh, I want to start with verse 6. Just walk with me a little bit. It says, uh, Sorry. We got to go back. In in 2 Corinthians, let's start at verse 4. Second 1 Corinthians, sorry. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 4. He says, "And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, using clever rhetoric, but they were delivered in the demonstration of the Holy Spirit operating through me." In the King James, it says, but my speech and preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That's how Paul is saying he's coming to them. He says, so that your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but the power of God. Where should your faith stand? Not in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Put your faith in the right place. Not what they said, what he said. I'm telling you this. I know for a fact that Jordan would not have talked if we had not been willing to go beyond what they said. If we had left our faith in their wisdom, we would have a kid that was not talking. But God knew how to repair the damage that had been done. They didn't know how. They still don't know how. But he knew how. 
And he says, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that comes to nothing. He says the wisdom of men has an end. In Psalms 119, it says, I have seen that the wisdom of God, it has no end. There is no place it cannot go and it cannot touch. So put your faith in the power of God. It says, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even a hidden of mist, a hidden, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Here's what he's saying. He said, there is some world wisdom and there is some supernatural wisdom. He says, if the people who thought they were so smart was really as smart as they thought they were, they never would have crucified Jesus. Why? Because until they crucified Jesus, the power of God was housed in Jesus. But by Jesus taking the wrath of sin, now the power of God is housed in all of us. Come on, somebody. You ought to get excited about that. So where Jesus could only be in one place at one time, then now he says, I'm going to release my spirit to everybody. And to those who believe, I am giving you the power to be a son of God, not a victim of life circumstances. You're going to look natural, but you won't be natural you'll be supernatural. You're going to look like everybody else, but when you lay hands on the sick, they will recover. You're going to sound like everybody else, but something supernatural is going to happen. He says, and if they had known that they would have never crucified our Lord. Man, my God. He says, because he was housed in one, but by going to the cross, now he can be housed all over the world. And it says, where two or three come together, I am there in the midst. He says, one can put a thousand, but two can put a 10,000. He said, it used to be just me, but now it's a whole lot of folks that look just like me declaring as Jesus is in the world. So are we, my God. He says, but if they had known, they would not have crucified him. Tell your labor, too late, too late, too late, too late, too late. It's too late. You can't, no take backs. He already been crucified. And now we have the authority and the power to stand in this dominion and to speak and say, coronavirus, dry up and die. We cut your wings off. We release the wings of healing. We speak to cancer. Be healed in Jesus' name. We command depression to go in the name of Jesus. We release the word of the Lord. Heaven come now because it's too late. And because it's too late, all he can do is get you to think you don't have power, to think that you are a victim, to think that you are subject to life circumstances, to think that you don't have no options. And so he gets you to close your mouth. But I am commanding you open your mouth and say what God is saying. He says, because I'm giving you my spirit. He says, why? Because there are some things, he says, let me read it, let me just read it. He says, but it, as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. He says, but God reveals them to us by what? His spirit. Somebody say Holy Ghost. He reveals them to us by his spirit. God revealed to us that Jordan would talk not by the wisdom of the world, but by his spirit. God revealed to me that I didn't need gallbladder bladder surgery, not by the wisdom of the world, but by his spirit. We got a young lady on here named Carrie who, after she had a baby, her kidneys and liver, her liver 
and kidneys begin to shut down. They called us at the church and told us that she had one hour to live. Here she is 16 years later still alive with her liver and her kidneys working because they were practicing but God had a word and he says I reveal it by my spirit. You do not want to live your life without hearing the voice of God. You do not want to live your life depending on someone else hearing from God. You have a blood bought right to hear the Holy Spirit for yourself. Jesus was beaten and bruised and died for you have a right to hear him and you got to press into hearing you got to be you got to press into hearing you got to make space you've got to be willing my sister is on here right now had an aneurysm when she was in her early 20s told her she'd never have a baby but yet she got a 17 year old told her that she'd never be able to work again but yet she runs a school why because their wisdom is limited but there is a supernatural wisdom that makes all natural wisdom bow and we are looking for some believers to get up just like Jesus got up with power, it's time for you to get up with power. Amen. Let me read this. Let me get on out of here. It says, for God has revealed them to us by his spirit. We need the spirit of God. We need the spirit of God. You, Some of you reading your Bible, but you don't let the Holy Spirit interpret nothing for you. Some of you praying, you run away before he can say something. You just go in. How are we going to make it? I don't know what we're going to do. We're so beat up. No, 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 no. Holy Spirit, say something. Talk to me. Right now, even as you're listening to me, you ought to be listening to what he's saying. You ought to be going beyond my words, listening to what he's saying to you about your situation. We're going to pray for healing as we get ready to go. He says, for what things knoweth the, what man knoweth the things of a man, saith the spirit of God, which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have not received the spirit of the world. But the spirit which is of God. What spirit have you received? The spirit which is of God. You ought to underline that in your Bible. So that we might know the things that are freely given to us. I don't know what God want to do. You're not listening to the Holy Spirit. He says it would freely given to you. In James it says if you lack wisdom let him ask. Amen. It says which things we also speak. Not in words which man's wisdom teacheth. But the Holy Ghost teacheth. Comparing spiritual to spiritual. But the natural man receives the things that receives not the things of God. I want to tell you this. You can be saved and be carnal as you want to be. And because you're carnal, you don't receive the things of God. So when God tells you what he wants to do in your life, you say, this can't be true. I'm, why would I be tithing at this time? Why would I be believing for healing at this time? And then what you begin to do is you begin to say the world's wisdom is wisdom and you begin to ignore the wisdom of God. And he says, but listen here. He says, if you carnal mind that you go fight against this, why? Because your natural mind, your carnal mind, it's an enemy against God. It's always going to fight the wisdom of God. This is why some of us have will eat ourselves to death because your flesh is designed to kill you. And that's why the Bible says you got to crucify your flesh because if not, your flesh will eat you to death. Some of us sitting here holding extra weight now because your flesh was eating you to death. Your flesh, your flesh, because it was enmity against God and it didn't want you to live and be everything God called you to be so it got you to get a sugar addiction so you just sit up and eat bad all the time or so you just eat stuff to give your heartburn and indigestion and digestion and migraines and all of this stuff and feel bad all the time because if you feel bad it's hot it's how it's hard to do the work of the kingdom now that was for free for somebody right there but he can break that food addiction if you let him because there is a grace to break food addiction all right it says he says, the natural man does not receive the things of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Somebody say Holy Ghost. 
It says, but he that is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So we want to practice the presence of God. I'm going to give you some steps and then we're going to, we're going to um, pray for the sick. Amen. So these are five steps that you just need to practice. Number one, ask God to increase your capacity to host the Holy Spirit well. Ask God to increase your capacity to host the Holy Spirit well. Ask him, increase my capacity. Tune my ear to hear. Wake me up. Number two, read the Gospels. The Bible says that when we look at Jesus, we see God. Read the Gospels. Practice. Look at, look, don't just read them. Look at how Jesus handled the impossibility. Look at how G, what Jesus did, even when people didn't seem like they had enough faith. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Read the Gospels. Number three, practice obedience. You cannot exercise authority for other things when you are out from under authority. Some of you could be free in just 20 minutes if you would just practice obedience. You are engaging with people. You are engaging with things. You are engaging with thoughts that the Holy Spirit has told you are not beneficial to your life. There are a couple of people on here right now, a couple of women, young women. Um, two of you are in your 20s and three of you are in your 30s. And you are continuing to play with men that the Holy Spirit have told you. He has told you. He's not only told you, but the people who love you have told you that that man is not for you. And every time you mess with that man, you end up in a setback. Today's the day. Practice obedience. Practice obedience. Number four, be willing to take risks. What do I mean? Pray for the sick. Be willing to pray for the sick. Be willing to practice laying hands. Be willing to look crazy. What if nothing happens? What if a whole lot happens? What if heaven show up? And then number five, begin to expect the supernatural every day. Expect the supernatural every day. I'm going to read practice obedience. The five of you, get rid of them dudes you dating. Um, number four, be willing to take risks. Pray for the sick. Declare the word. Be willing to look crazy. Be bold. Number five, expect the supernatural every day. Now I want to pray for healing. I want to pray for healing. Listen, listen, here's what you can do. So one of the things I believe, I believe that when we're praying for healing, um, I believe that one of the things that it's very important to do is to get our expectation up. As you see throughout the message, I've shared testimonies of real life people who have received healing. And so if there's something in your body that needs healing, something in your mind, something in your emotion that need healing, I want you to understand that a testimony is just a prophetic word. It says to us that what God has done once he's willing to do again. Amen. So that's what would happen in the Bible. People would hear that Jesus healed. They would show up and they would be healed because the testimony was a prophetic word. So the testimony for my intestines, um, that's a prophetic word. The testimony for Jordan speaking, that's a prophetic word. The testimony for Carrie's liver and her kidneys, that's a prophetic word. So now what you're going to have to set your faith to do is to believe that that prophetic word is for you. So many times when it's time for healing, people discount themselves. You think about how you messed up. 
Just like you couldn't save yourself, you don't heal yourself. But you do set your expectation that the Holy Spirit is available to bring healing to you. I'm going to call out some specific things based on some things that God is saying to me. But even if I don't call out your thing, I want you to take it by faith. I just want to know who needs healing. If you're like, I need healing to manifest in my body, raise your hand. I need healing to manifest in my body. I'm in expectation of a miracle today. I am in expectation. I, I need, I need, um, I need healing in my heart. I need healing in my mind. I need healing this morning. We have Kristen Valley on here who has a powerful testimony about how God regulated her mind, blocked the strategic plan of the enemy to bring her into a nervous breakdown and now she stands there with a sound mind. So we see people and they're they're lifting their hands for healing. Those of you who believe in healing, I want you to begin if you're at home or wherever you are, praying your prayer language. We believe for the release of healing, right? Here's what I want you to do. I want to tell you two more testimonies and then we're going to pray for the sick. Amen. Um, so one testimony is a lady named Mandy Williams who was in my supernatural um, class um, um, two or three years ago and she um, and she um, what had been in an accident for 12 years she had been um, she had had neck pain and back pain because she was hit in a head-on collision and they never could get the pain regulated. She laid her hand on her neck laid her hand on her back and immediately the power of God came and the pain was gone and she said that since that time she has not been in pain God has supernaturally healed her another our lead intercessor um, um, Chandra Washington she had a torn meniscus in each knee the same night that we pray Mandy gets supernaturally healed Chandra doesn't feel anything but the next morning she is able to bend her knees um, and she could not do that she said for over four years she could not do that and then there is Ari who's watching who was in church and God told us to pray for people to have 2020 vision restored and she had worn glasses since she was in the sixth grade and God supernaturally healed her and so she now she doesn't wear glasses those are three testimonies so now we have five six testimonies that are flowing right now and so now you can take that prophetic word for your life so Miss Farmer who said blood pressure the Lord is going to give you some specific instructions about what you need to do with your diet and with your stress level and that is going to help bring you into healing I need you to understand that sometimes God just supernaturally releases sometimes he gives words of wisdom and words of knowledge he gives us instruction he tells us that we need to forgive somebody so here's the thing if you are struggling with um what I see right now, if you are struggling with headaches, you have headaches a lot, you have knee pain, you have back pain. The thing I want you to do is I want you to think if there's anybody you need to forgive. I want you to know that holding people hostage, even though you think they deserve to be held hostage, can hold up your healing. So this is not about whether they deserve healing. This is this is not about whether they deserve forgiveness. It's whether, it's whether you deserve to be sick. And so if there is somebody and you have headaches, you're, you're having constant headaches, headaches that don't make sense, you have knee pain, you have back pain, I want you to go ahead and release that person right now. Set them free. It may have been, for somebody I see, it may have been something related to sexual assault. You need to release them. In releasing them, you will release yourself. And so I just want you to begin to touch on your body. For those of you who don't have any pain, what I want you to do is I want you to touch those places on your body. Send healing. 
Spit, send the word to these people. So touch your knees, touch your back, touch your head, and begin to release the healing power. Father, we thank you that you are a healer. We thank you that we are carriers of healing. And so we thank you now in the name of Jesus for releasing healing in the name of Jesus. Now, those of you who were in that place, you did the forgiveness exercise. You just chose to forgive. You release. You're going to let God heal you. I want you to begin to touch your body, and I want you to begin to see if you can see a difference in your body. I want you to try to do something that you could not have done before. And if you have any type of improvement, if it was a seven and now it's a five, if it was a 10 and now it's a three, I want you to say me. I want you to say he healed me. Why? Because these testimonies of healing will release healing for other people. Now, Yolanda just said that her niece has kidney failure and we've seen a miracle of kidney restoration in this church. And so we release even now new kidneys to her in the name of Jesus. We release new kidneys to her in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Shay, did you see something happen in your knees? You saw something happen in your knees? I want you to get up and do what you couldn't do before. I want you to begin to lift your knees. And I believe as you lift your knees, if that was Shay or whoever that is, um, whoever it is, your knees were hurting, begin to lift your knees and begin to watch the healing of power. Touch God, power of God, touch you right where you are in the name of Jesus. We're just believing for miracles. We're believing for miracles. I want to tell you how this works. Sometimes people immediately you feel heat, you feel electricity, you feel nothing, you just aren't in pain anymore. Then sometimes there are other people who, um, there are other people who in the morning you will feel better. You will, it, next week you will feel better. But even if you don't think anything physically happened, I want you to begin to thank God because we know that something supernatural happened when we pray. Amen. I just saw a healing testimony. Somebody pulled that back up. Was that Lerone or Jerome said they just had healing in their back in the name of Jesus. We pray that the healing that is obtained today is secured. It is secured. It is secured. It's secured in the name of Jesus. No backlash. You are free to go free. I see these testimonies that are coming in. I just saw DeShannon say, my headache is gone. You've got to manage that stress, DeShannon. We can talk about that offline. That's my sister, so I don't have to tell all her business right now. But you you got to manage that stress. Lerone just said that he was healed of back pain. Um, we're believing for miracles. I need you to learn how to press. I need you to learn how to press. Some of you may just want to touch your screen. You may want to touch your body. We want to pray for internal issues like intestine, stomach issues, heartburn, indigestion. Amen. Heather Barnwell Finley just says, hey, um, um, Santresa, Chandra, Ari, and Kristen's. Let's get some of these testimonies because we want to be able to hear them. Um, Heather says that she can breathe. She can now take a deep breath in the name of Jesus. Come on. You can just take it by faith. Just take that by faith. We release healing to you now in the name of Jesus. Come on. Who just said that? Joseph said, what? Wait, they, they coming in so fast. My, neck, my knee and wrist pain is gone in the name of Jesus. Come on, y'all. Come on and give God some praise for that. See, look at that. Even though we aren't gathered in one place, we are gathered in one place and the Holy Spirit is free to move. So these people that you see that are coming up, I want you lifting them up. The door be closed. I really, really, really want to uh, say this to you. Many of you, the pain that you are struggling with, particularly in your joints, particularly wrists, knees, headaches, even some of your indigestion. I hear the Lord saying this. 
It is because of unforgiveness. So I need to teach you this about unforgiveness because this is very important. Unforgiveness, forgiving someone is a choice. I need, if you shoot me in the shoulder right immediately, we frozen. I can forgive you immediately. Let me say that again. If you shoot me in the shoulder right now, I can forgive you immediately because forgiveness is a choice, right? But we need to treat the bullet wound. I need you guys to separate your pain from the decision of forgiveness. Forgiveness is a choice. You simply say, I choose to forgive. In choosing to forgive, now the Holy Spirit can deal with the pain. Amen? I see this too. Some of you need to forgive yourself. Who is this for? Some of you are sick in your body because you have not forgiven yourself. You've made some mistakes. You're blaming yourself from some shortcomings. You're saying, I shouldn't have dated them. I should have known that person was my, wasn't my friend. I shouldn't have spent the money that way. And I want you now to release yourself. I want you to release yourself. That's right. Holy Ghost is in the earth. Amen. He's in the earth realm. Corbin just said my chest pain is gone. So let's just go out the chest pain in the name of Jesus. We come against every pain in the chest, whether it's something from cold or congestion, whether it is heart issues. We speak to heart issues. We speak to heart valves to open up for the blood to flow freely in the name of Jesus. We speak to indigestion issues. We speak to kidneys. We speak to lungs. We speak to livers. We speak to um, your intestines. I keep hearing a word of intestines. And I keep hearing that your intestinal issues, your issues with your intestine, they are related to pain you have not released. Someone betrayed you. Someone disappointed you. Someone hurt you. It may have been you, but you need to release that today in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right, prayer team, do you have anything else we need to call out? Pastor Edwin, Pastor Ralph, do you have anything else we need to call out? Here's the other thing I want you to do. When you get off of this live, I want you to share your testimony. Why? Because testimony is prophecy. Your testimony of what Jesus did becomes a prophetic word for someone else. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Damara says, forgiveness allows, oh, they're coming so fast. She says she forgave someone, had arthritis, and the pain went away. Cold and flu systems, symptoms. Chandra says cold and flu system. We speak to your body in the name of Jesus. We speak to your body and we command healing in the name of Jesus to come to your body. We speak to that sciatica. Here's a word for sciatica. You need to get online. There are some videos for what to do with the sciatic nerve. It's how you can take a ball and you can move on that spot and get some pressure out of that. God is going to give you other instructions. Cancer, we come against the spirit of cancer. We release the healing power of God. God is going to give some of you even instructions. Um, many times physical sicknesses, they are tied to something in our body. Listen, you know what? This is the truth. This is why I don't care about being bold. This is why I don't care about being bold. Listen, there are people who still don't believe in healing. But how many of you know that the people who knees stopped hurting, who head stopped hurting, who now can take a deep breath, that they believe in healing? You see what I'm saying? 
You, 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 you see what I'm saying? That's why you can't be afraid to be bold for the Lord Jesus Christ because there may still be people saying this ain't real, but the person who couldn't breathe before, they know it's real. The person who had a headache before, they know it's real. And that's why we can't sit in silence. All right. Anxiety. We come against the spirit of anxiety. We get rid of anxiety by casting our care on the Lord. You cannot let your thoughts run all over the place. You have to sanctify your mind. That means there may be things on TV you can't watch. That means that there may be people that you can't engage with. That's two words for anxiety. We bind up the spirit of anxiety. Surely he has borne your grief and carry your sorrow. So we cast anxiety back to the pit of hell in the name of Jesus. You are free. Corbin says, my chest has been hurting for months. It is a constant pain and it's gone. Corbin, I just want you to lift your hands and begin to praise God. I also want you to ask the Lord if there is anything that you do that opens the door to keep that door closed. Hallelujah. I love what Heather said. Do not sit in silence. God is too good not to share. Y'all share these testimonies. Those of you who have a testimony, can you send them to the page? Send them in a message so we can keep the testimony. So when we come back next week, we're going to share about the testimonies that happened this week. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Tina says, some three-year-old cake, cancer in bone. Father, we speak bone transfusions, bone marrow transfusions in the name of Jesus. We call for the release of heaven. Release of heaven in the name of Jesus. Overcade in the name of Jesus. Davina said, I had a headache since yesterday to the point that I was nauseous and close to vomit. I woke up with a headache and got up. But as I listened, the headache is gone. Put the word on it. Keep the word on it. We're praying for anybody who has symptoms of COVID-19. We pray for supernatural assistance from heaven. Supernatural assistance from heaven in the name of Jesus. A supernatural immune system. So for all of you who are there, you don't have any symptoms in your body, but this is what I want all of us to pray as we get ready to get out of here. I want you to pray over your body. I want you to speak to your body. I want you to say this body, this body, is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, this body has a supernatural immune system. Lay hands on your body. This body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is the house of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are free to reside here. There is a, I have a supernatural immune system. Shay says, we're going to pray over the elderly. I declare you will be satisfied with long life and your strength will be restored. There are some of you who, um, God wants to do for you what he did for Caleb, which is make you as strong as 80 as you were at 40. That means he's going to give you some instructions. He is going to give you some instructions and you need to follow those instructions. Um, Nietzsche said the intestinal issues were for me. The pain, however, was not constant and was not hurting at the time. But I believe that when I release hurt, I will not have that pain again. We agree with you in the name of Jesus. We re agree with you in the name of Jesus. So 
Partners, bring your tithes and offering. We believe something supernatural over your finances. We believe the same provision that released healing is also releasing financial provision in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We pray for everybody in the healthcare industry. We pray for everybody in the healthcare industry. We release supernatural healing over you, supernatural divine protection. We release angels of healing. Come on and release angels of healing all across the world in the name of Jesus. We release the angels of healing. We release the wings of healing. Guys, get in the gospels. Pull up some healing scriptures. And if you had a testimony, two things, two things. If you gave your life to the Lord, let us know. If you asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit, let us know. If you have a healing testimony, send that testimony to us. We want to be sharing what God is doing. Get off of this live and you get on your Facebook post and you say we were just on a live and we had about 10 or 15 people who got healing manifested right there and we're still agreeing. And if you want us to agree with you, we will. FOC. Um, okay, hold on just a second. They're coming through so fast. FOC, don't forget we have prayer on Tuesday night. Don't forget we fast for that 24 hours leading up to prayer. Um Amen. This is the month of supernatural. This is the month of supernatural manifestation. Hold on. Somebody said we want to pray for pray for teachers. I think they said teachers in the school system. Pray for families to have food, supernatural provision. Pray for miracles of multiplication over the food that they do have. Amen. How many of you have been blessed by this today? How many of you have been blessed by this? You are a carrier. What's up? What? Oh, you are a carrier of the presence of God. Release the supernatural presence of God everywhere you go. Share those testimonies. Share those testimonies on Facebook. Send them to us. Stay in peace. Get in your word. Read the gospels. Amen. Oh, okay. I got my team up in here working. Don't forget... We have these three easy ways to give. We've added one push pay. Well, we did push pay. Um, you can give online. It's pinned at the top. Give LaFly, give LaFly and Tithely. The links are at the top. They take you directly to the website. Amen. And so we are believing for your supernatural healing and your supernatural provision. Amen. So partners, We've added two new ways to give, not just push pay, but give LaFi and Tyrely. The team is testing out to see which one best serves our needs right now. You don't have to be a partner to give. You, if you were blessed by the message today, go ahead and sow your seed and believe for something supernatural to happen. Send us those testimonies. We want to hear when you sow your seed today. I want you to name it supernatural. Amen. When you sow your seed today, when you give on push pay, when you give on givelify, when you give on tidily, I want you to name your seed supernatural today. And if you haven't liked the page, like the page so you can be sure to get the notification. We don't know how long we're going to be here, but as long as they got Facebook Live, and if they don't have Facebook Live, we're going to go to a 1-800 number, but we are going to keep teaching the gospel. So if you were blessed by the word today, we encourage you, give us seed. As many of you know, we give scholarships. And school may be out, but it's coming back. We give several scholarships to people and uh, we help our college students go to college. We give a $10,000 scholarship over four, over four years and you can give to that. If you've been blessed today, today, 
please give into this and name your seed supernatural. Amen. Amen. Send your testimonies. Share your testimonies. Sow your seed. Expect supernatural. Get in the gospels. Be obedient. And let God use you to do something supernatural in the earth realm. Amen. All right. We love you guys so much. Any other um, announcements? Pastor Elwin, Pastor Ralph, prayer on Tuesday. Don't forget to fast. We believe God. We believe God. That's how we go in today. I just want you to say, I believe God. As we go out, I believe God. I believe God. Thank you, Jesus. I believe God. He has, He's my provider. He is my healer. I believe God. Amen. All right. See y'all next time. Love you. Have a great day on purpose.